Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account and get amazing odds boosts every single day. Dr. Dubs is back in the house, dressed up as anything but a doctor for spooky season. <laughs> I think, well, I, you know what? This hockey game needed a doctor, actually. So, Oh, man, from the start of it, it definitely needed a doctor. <laughs> I, it was a weird game. It was, yeah. as the title might suggest to you in uh, in the, the podcast, the Evs and Mild. Played a very, very sloppy hockey game. But it wasn't bad. I wouldn't qualify it as bad. It was just messy. It was definitely a messy game. It was a fun game to watch. I mean, I'm sure the coaches were pulling their hair out on both benches <laughs> watching this because the pucks is everywhere. Um, people are just, I mean, it looked, it was off the walls. Yeah. It, I mean, no one could make a good pass to each other for that first 10 minutes. It was, it was brutal. It was it was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they connected for three passes for the first five minutes. Yeah, it, it legitimately like both teams. Yeah, it, one yeah, yeah. one pass and then it sails by a guy or it bounces <laughs> off somebody's skate or nonsense. But it, when both teams are doing it, it doesn't right, really matter, yeah, right? You know, fair is fair, I guess. I'd, and look, the final score looks real good in the ads' favor, four one. Definitely. If you if you don't look at anything else, I think you're super happy with the result there. And even again, not not a normal game for the Avs. They led for pretty much all of it. They gave up a a goal to make it one one, but immediately scored after. Yeah, even, I mean so. they gave up that goal too, and they you know the Wild were on the power play. It was a it was a beautiful executed power play. Yeah, and we'll get to the abs power play in a little bit too, but if we're starting off the top, the the difference at, in the first period of this game was the abs figured it out first, right? Yep. We talked about the sloppiness. All of a sudden, halfway through the period, the abs goal comes boom, boom, boom. Three beautiful oh. passes. <laughs> oh, unreal. Like Berkey too, right there. Like he yep. had that chance just to squeeze a stick and shoot it and... Instead, passes it over to a wide open Landis. Landy gets to gets to put one home yep. on a. He, I mean, he made it look pretty, but it was an easy goal for yep. him. Let's be honest. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and just a beautiful play from the Avs, which is it, when we talk about the Avalanche as a cup contending team, I think that's part of what we mean is they don't have to bring their A game on any given night. Because they can do that on any shift. Yep. Any shift, something clicks, and a puck's in the back of your net. For sure. So, 
I mean, in the other part of that whole sequence, there was Bo Byram really started yeah. that out by the getting the puck, yeah, out of the zone, right? Like yep. there was a little bit of uh, back and forth down in the ab zone, and finally Bo gets control of it and just kind of works its way up the boards. Doesn't get a point for it, but no, no, but it doesn't happen without him, right? Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, it's. This was a fun hockey game, I think. <laughs> Sometimes weirdness is fun, right? Like yeah. it, it's not the prettiest to watch, but you get a little bit of back and forth. You get some nonsense going on. Yeah, and, yeah. And you kind of see who can wade through it a little bit better. <laughs> well, we were talking about it too. Is like uh, in the first period there for about what? There was like a two minute stretch there where uh, the abs were under fire. Uh, Kemper made some big saves, got some good blocks, and then also just got lucky, right? Like, sure. there was a few times where the Wild were wide open. There was a wide open yeah. net, sticks were tied up, or the backhand puck just, flubbed yeah. wide, yeah, yeah. fan so, one timers, things like that. And I mean, that's part of hockey, though, right? Is just getting a little bit lucky. The Avs have had their fair share of fan shots and, and the like over the past couple of games. So, yeah. a little bit of karma or something, maybe. Ooh, Landy's hair looks pretty not red in that picture. Yeah, that looks that looks pretty I blonde. Don't know. I don't know. That looks pretty blonde <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's not loading on here, so I can't tell. Uh-huh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, look, I don't think the Avs played particularly well in periods two and three of this hockey game, and I think part of that is. This team is still learning how to play in a close game that they lead. Yeah. We've seen them look at their wins. Uh, and a pretty easy win against Chicago where they, they led by a lot the whole way. Yeah. A, a Tampa Bay game where they should have won in regulation but blew it and it took it all the way to the shootout to get the job done. Definitely. And then recently here they now have two in a row where – they're starting to feel out what it's like to have a lead in the third <laughs> period again, I think. But tonight, while it wasn't pretty, again, Darcy Kemper only gives up one goal in the game. Yeah. It, it Was his workload outrageous? Did he have to make unbelievable saves? No. But the job got done. Yeah, and there was a few stretches there where, you know, the Avs had to rely on him. Yeah. Because there was just a breakdown there. And again, like we said, it was, there was a lot of luck out there tonight for the Avs. Definitely. And, and that's part of hockey, So, and it worked out for them. Yeah. I it, I mean, it, certainly a little bit of luck both ways when it comes to uh, injuries, at very least. <laughs> Look, you never want anyone to get oh, hurt, as man. multiple Minnesota players took pucks and sticks to the face. Yep. Hoping the best for all of them. But at the same time, the Az lose Andre Burakovsky in this game. Um, not really defined. Yeah, they, it was kind of a, a quiet exit. Hey, he's got an upper body injury. He's not going to return. <laughs> we haven't heard from from the Bednar presser yet. As I'm sure Evan and, and AJ are on top of that. But yeah. They're not in studio, so... Yeah, it's a it's a short bench tonight yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, we're, we're running a little bit short, too, just like the team, so... Yeah. It's, uh, it's the way it goes, but... I think, look, I mean, let's let's be real. The turning point in this game was the Avs get scored on in the second period. And Nathan yes, McKinnon decides that he's going to dunk on Minnesota <laughs> and give Eric Johnson a goal. 
Oh, wow. I mean, like, you see that from your captain. Well, not your captain, but your best player. Assistant captain, but your best player on the ice. It's alternate. Someone will yell at me before. Uh, It is alternate captain, not assistant. I mean, that was a full energy McKinnon out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was not the norm. Again, more weirdness in this game. McKinnon was fired up, and he was doing things. In the first period, he almost put John Merrill on a poster. (laughs) But then, you know, he goes full beast mode and creates the EJ goal. Absolutely. He decides he wants to get into a fight. Oh, <laughs> man, that is. In the third period. I don't oh, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that one. Like, you know, it's like, that's awesome. He's sticking up for Bo Byram. You know, he's showing the way of like, you're not going to mess with this guy. Especially after a, a just a horrible hit yeah, yeah, on Bo I, Byram. Like, somebody had to answer the bell on that one. I, yeah, but. But do you want it to be. Number 29. Nathan McKinnon versus a guy who I've never heard of before tonight (laughs) is not a good trade. No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Now, it it worked out for the abs in pretty much every measurable way. One, because they called it a major for boarding. And two, because they decided that Nathan McKinnon throwing his gloves off and punching a dude was roughing. (laughs) That's the greatest. not fighting. Speaking of his gloves, the only person out there yeah, with the, yeah, he the brought light the, uh, blue gloves. I'm, is he just feeling hot? Is that a? I is mean, maybe a, it's just like those are broken in the way he likes. I guess them. I don't know. He, he was, <laughs> they come off real easy. They do for off. sure. Maybe so. that's why he likes them. Who knows? <laughs> uh, look, either way, it worked for Mac tonight. It, it wasn't the all-world goal-scoring ability, but. And and look, I think it starts from the top. You see Mac playing physical like that. Yep. And it went all the way down the lineup tonight. Obviously, Absolutely. you get that stuff every night from guys like Logan O'Connor and all that. But you saw yeah. Kale McCarr putting down hits. Yep. You saw Eric Johnson stepping into people. You saw everyone top down was getting into the game physically. For sure. When you see one of the leaders of the team being engaged like that, not having the greatest night offensively, right? Yep. Not really doing much out there. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not uh, affecting the game that way. So I'm just going to go out there all amped up and just kind of cause chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it, he did a good job. Absolutely. It, it, and that, that part of the game was super fun to me, yeah. for me to watch was, was the physicality was absolutely there every single shift of the night. And that's, Look, sometimes hockey's that simple. Yeah. If the puck isn't working for you on your stick, just go out there and beat dudes with effort. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing that uh, the Avs did very well against the Wild was just the pursuit on the puck, the yeah. pressure on the puck. Like yep. The Wild didn't have time to think about what they were going to do, and that really worked out in the Avs' favor. And, I mean, that's what happens when you've got a hungry team. Yeah. It, it, hungry is the correct word for it tonight, yep. I think. Or the abs, they the the second goal they score pretty much exemplifies it. Where they get scored on, and they said, "Look, it doesn't have to be pretty tonight, but yeah. they weren't going to lose this hockey game." No, it's and and it's a look. It's game eight of the season. It's too early to be like, "Oh, this is the biggest game of the year," right? But <laughs> so far, so far, <laughs> but they they get back to five hundred, yep, right? And, absolutely, and. I think that gives everyone both in the organization and the fan base. It's like, all right, take a breath. Yeah. Whatever the start of the season was, is washed away. The abs are just fine. You're back here. You're good to go. 
Yeah, and that takes stress out of the locker room too, right? Yep. Not thinking about where you're standing right now. And, you know, basically you you can go out there and do what you want to do. So, and it, they looked a little bit looser tonight. They did. They, I, I do think noticeably we're not squeezing the sticks. Yes. Compared to the last couple of games where, <laughs> look, I know the abs bombing away from the point isn't everyone's favorite thing in the world, but they weren't shy about it. They weren't no. doing the cut to the slot and <laughs> pass the puck instead of shoot. Well, it drives everyone insane. Yeah. So in my opinion, that's an improvement. We'll For put sure. it that way. Yeah. Um, look, I don't love that the abs got heavily outshot in the second and third period of this game. Yeah. The, the puck possession was not great. And I, thankfully we don't have to, understand what this game looks like without the major penalty at the start of the third because one goal lead in that third period didn't feel super comfortable no no especially when you see the wild pressing like that right like there was some times where they had a lot of control um and they were they were peppering Kemper for sure but Kemper it, it was a weird night right because the defense felt pretty solid to me despite the lack of possession for the avalanche. Yes. They gave up a couple of high danger chances here and there. Yes. There were some possessions where they failed to clear the puck, but on the whole they were taking care of what they needed to do and limiting Minnesota to chances that you settle for most of the time. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of perimeter shots. I I think there was just a few times there, especially again, like every period they had a, a time where they, the, the wild were just controlling the puck down yep. low and moving the puck around the zone. And for whatever reason, the abs just could not match it. And but, but the shots were perimeter shots or they were blocked. There well, was a lot of block shots. Look at EJ's block shot before that goal that he scored that. And that looked brutal. Yeah. I, I clearly was not feeling very good on that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you get that play the, the inside of the skate there has, that's basically like, you know, that's you're wearing sandals basically at that point. <laughs> it's, all right, look. So I've never taken a a, sh- a slap shot from anyone off the off the skate blade. Blaze, what does that actually feel like? Uh, it hurts, especially if it gets you on the top of the skates. Sure. Um, my right foot is broke from a slap shot to it. Still? Yeah. Well, I, like it broke, <laughs> and then I never got it fixed because it I was just young healed. And however, it healed. Oh yeah, yeah it's gross. Oh great, great. Yeah. You'll see it sometime. Eric, uh, Eric's seen it before. I wear sandals a lot. Save. Don't don't just give that away for free. That's that's uh, only fans. Oh, what do I have to do? Right? <laughs> like a little reveal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Absolutely it, not. <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. Uh, but it, you know, it's it's one of those plays where it's not going to feel good. But EJ. Shakes it off. Yep. Comes in and, and does what he has to do yeah. on the very next yeah. shift. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. Right. I, my, my foot might be broken, but I'm scoring a goal. <laughs> yeah, until he takes his skate off, he's fine, right? Right. <laughs> Keeps the swelling down. Yep, yep. <laughs> Everything's in place until you... <laughs> in about 35 minutes, he's going yeah, to not be able to walk. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> it's going to look like a pirate yeah. on Halloween. <laughs> Peg-legging it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so look, there was a little bit of fight there for the abs with that goal, but 
I do want to get to the power play because, yes, it's a five-minute major. You're supposed to score a goal on it. Yeah, more than one, hopefully. They only scored one. Start with the first half of it. Sure. McKinnon's in the box. <laughs> Ranton's not in the game. Yep. You have a power play one unit that is Landeskog, Kadri, <laughs> Comfer, I think Makar. And I don't even know who the fifth was. It, was it Ranta? Was it Ranta? Might have been I, think Ranta. It, I think it was it Ranta. Might have been I'm, Ranta. I'm not quite sure, but I saw Ranta out there for sure. And you you not only score a goal, but you execute a, a the power play you want. Oh, beautiful exactly pass. the power play you want. Yep. And you get the critical third goal of the game from a depth option. Yep. It, this is how you write up an Avalanche W every single night. You get goals from your top line. You get a goal from your defense. Yep. And you get a special teams goal from your depth options. Yeah. Which has been lacking. I mean, a that, ton. that special teams. The, the <laughs> PP has the, the been bad. It actively terrible. And, and as we continue with the weird storylines of the night, because it's Halloween and it's just a spooky game, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the power play, at least the five minuter, which eventually turned to do a five on three for the for the last like minute twenty yeah. of it or something, it did not get that second goal. Nope. But I thought it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, when you have a five minute power play, there's going to be stretches where you give up the puck because you're you're trying to create chances, right? Sure. So that's that's going to happen. So if you're angry because you know the Wild get possession and clear it, that's going to happen. But I, I thought it looked good, and and again, it was some weird setups there at the beginning of it, but it worked out. Yep, it, it, that pass to Cad Cadre. I it, mean, it might as well came off of Max Stick. And look, they set up multiple plays that I really liked. Yes, there are a couple of plays where McKinnon takes a shot from up high that yeah. is not my favorite thing in the world, but the Avs like it. They know it works sometimes. <laughs> That's fine. But there were also a number of plays where one, the Avs worked it down low got quality opportunities deep in the zone that forced Minnesota to come low. And then after that, they take advantage of sliding McKinnon into the top of the circle. Yeah. And that's the shot that really Mac should be taking. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So did I, did I see, uh, I think we talked about it. Sam Gerard down in the corner. Yeah, that, that was, so they, they ran a second unit of, I think it, it was Gerard and Byram as the two D on the second unit. And I don't understand why Gerard is the the swing man going yeah. going deep into the zone yeah. because Gerard makes way more sense as the dude from the point distributing the puck. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with look, Byram thrives coming down the wing yeah. as a defenseman. But so, well, is he really a, a big threat down there? I don't. I, I mean, don't, I don't. I don't know. Is he like I'm? I'm asking the question because I I truly don't know. Remains to be seen. Like yeah. on the whole, like. Look, Byram's definitely more of a threat to shoot the puck than Gerard. I think yeah. that's safe to say. Um, he's been dangerous with his passing ability from there in the limited spots that we've seen. But the power play, the second unit tonight was kind of just digging for yeah. whatever well, was left in the lineup. It was a hodgepodge of a lineup, yeah. You know, when your options are Sam Gerard playing halfway <laughs> forward or Jason Magna, you play Sam Gerard, yeah. I guess. But yeah. The on the whole though, the difference tonight with the power play to a lot of the games leading up to tonight was the process. Yeah. You take the process from tonight and you apply it on a nightly basis and you feel pretty okay with it. Yep. You take the process from the previous seven games and you're like, 
this power play is not going to score much. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, it's it is different because you're playing different teams. So obviously, you know, different teams give you different looks. But at least tonight they were getting into the zone and getting set yeah, up. Right, Minnesota like, got kind of pulled apart at the blue yeah, line, and their sure. their penalty. Well, excuse me, penalty kill is pretty bad this year. I think they're like 27th in the league or something like that. They're they're not good. Turns out when you buy out a franchise defenseman, it uh, it hurts your penalty <laughs> kill. Yeah, a, little bit. a guy that just eats minutes. Yeah, too, right. So. Um, so, all right, uh, a couple of things here. I also have a couple of things. When you have a moment, oh, go for it. Yeah, let's go. It's weird. You're like behind glass. Yeah, we I know this like, time you guys. Well, you can see me on the monitor. Down barely. There. Um, okay. <laughs> you said like what's spooky and scary about this game. What's spooky and scary to me is the amount of people that have said DMVR only fans. I don't like it. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Um, is it the lighting? It, it, it does feel like a little bit of mood lighting. In no, because of you talking about showing feet and jorts and everything. <laughs> That's why DNVR only fans. Oh, Second, okay. we had a comment here um, from Justin saying the quietest I've seen the bar. We are in studio. B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, right. as you can, yeah. If you, you, if you can see this, we're in a, t- a studio behind the bar where no one can't hear anything. Yeah. There's brick yeah. walls and everything. So that's why it's a little quieter over here. I assure you. Um, and then we have someone asking about Ryan's costume. Ryan was all hail kale. So he was wearing a kale McCarr Jersey with, the robe and the king. We should see if he can uh, make a real guest quick, appearance. Yeah, with guest the, appearance. With the, can you make that happen? With the robe on. And then I was supposed to be Big Moose with a McKinnon jersey, um, but I couldn't find moose ears anywhere in Colorado. Slacking. So Slacking. I, I dressed as a manscaped so. rep, so I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't dress up, which is a bummer. But, um, okay, and then people were talking about the dual win, dual winner's lounge. We love to yeah. see it. Yeah. Double both, wins against Minnesota. Both Nugs and Avs beat Minnesota, one at home, one away. I yeah, mean, pretty crazy, too, right, the, that they're both playing it, Minnesota. <laughs> it was kind of wild that there's, like, 10 minutes left in the Avs game and the bar is like celebrating <laughs> and we're like, mm, this game isn't over yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something good must have happened in the Nuggets game. <laughs> Did we get to that super chat? I saw we had one there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kemper's best game so far. One goal against essentially 967 save. He still looks a little frantic and not quite comfortable behind his D. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement. Some of the rebound control tonight I did not love, but look, he made every single save he had to, basically. Yeah, I thought early on definitely uh, he was a little squirrely back there. I, as the game went on, it, he seemed to kind of get a little bit more feel for the game, stop some pucks. There wasn't as bad as rebounds. Now, again, every period there was somewhere. It was like, yeah, please make a stop so this can end. But I thought he played pretty well. And, and, and like, for perspective here, legitimately, he has played seven games behind this defense, seven yep. actual games. Yep. It took Grubauer, like, 20, 25 to really settle in and for the defense to start playing around Absolutely. him the way that he wanted. I think most encouragingly to me, the big problem through the first four or five games of the season the dude was getting murdered blocker side. Yeah. Not yeah. happening anymore. Nope. 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 And I mean, again, the only goal happened on, on the power play yeah, for the wild. Right. So like that's expected. On, on they're going to play get, they're gonna where the abs can't clear it. And then it ends up in the slot <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. good luck Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Make that save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It. Oh, oh right. Okay, it's time. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, wave, wave to the people. <laughs> if the king says it, it has to be true. So. You gotta help me with that. There's the eight. There you go. There we go. You have to you have to show the eight because it could be. It could be Kemperer. It could be all hail Kale. So you have to you have to make that designation. Has to be pretty clear. See, we got another super chat that I 100% agree with. Knuckle puck. The Avs made Kaprizov irrelevant in this hockey game. Well, he's been irrelevant this year. He's had one good game. He had a, a game where he had three assists. I think he has six assists on the whole year. No um, goals. Zero goals. <laughs> I mean, that's that's bad. Yeah. It, because he was basically, he was a little firecracker last year for the Wild. He it, it, I mean, he basically dragged that team around the ice offensively last well, and, year. And but. the goals that you saw him make last year were unreal, too, especially for a rookie. All right. We have... The man, the myth, the couch himself, <laughs> Evan Rowell, tuning in from his floor, I suppose, not from his couch. Yeah, <laughs> no. Evan, thank yeah. you for coming on. How it's you here. doing, first of all? Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, we can't hear you yet. I guess hang on a second. Go for it. How you doing? How about now? All right. No. <laughs> Definitely still can't hear you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah there, there we, we go. go okay good to go evan first of all how was mexico it was good good vibes live the dream down there yeah I, I i saw your tweet saying you can uh you got some espn hockey down there so yeah they, espn's everywhere that's the thing about espn that <laughs> sports is not true enough true enough uh just We've described this game probably ten times already as very weird. What are what are your overall thoughts on this hockey game, Evan? Uh, yeah, the Avs I felt dominated the first, and then it seemed like Minnesota kind of everything the Avs were trying to do. Minnesota was a step ahead of them in the second period. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's but that's when Kemper kind of found his footing, I would say, and that this was more. I'm hoping this is the start of. Kemper kind of finding a groove because he looked super comfortable tonight. I think that was probably his most consistent game from start to finish, at least for me. Um, and that's why they brought the guy in uh, because he, even when the wild were pushing, it just never felt dangerous in any way. It's a good so, way to put it. Yeah. Um, especially in the third period, I was like, this is like, None of this feels, I'm not concerned about any of this right now. <laughs> like he just looked in control and even the abs were scrambling a little bit, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, the, the scary possessions were few and far between despite yeah. Minnesota getting the lion's share of, of the shot attempts and things like that. So it, it was certainly effective hockey that way. Um, let's, let's hit our King of the game here with, with Evan on the show. Uh, there is no is doubt. Me? 
<laughs> about this one. <laughs> the dude involved in every single avalanche wow. goal on the night, Gabe Landeskog, leading by example, uh, was just a monster all the way around. The The empty netter was my favorite goal of the night because <laughs> the Minnesota Wild can't even cheat correctly as, <laughs> as Fiala takes the most blatant interference penalty in the history of hockey and the puck just goes in anyway. I mean, what are you going to do there? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what? they're going to score, so <laughs> yeah. might as well. Might as well get your money's worth, I guess. And Evan, what made Landy so successful tonight? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was going to come on and say, I didn't actually love his game. Okay. But then you Here see he has four points, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, this team has like eight forwards right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob McDonald's yoloing it up front. Yeah, he was not good tonight. <laughs> no, he. I, I looked it up. So when he was on the ice, he had to have seven shot attempts, and five of them were just him. Yeah. So uh, they spent a lot of time in their own end with that line out there. But like I said, Landy, I didn't think he was great. Like, I hated the penalty. that You knew the refs were just waiting for something like that, um, and he kind of just gave him an easy one to call. But <laughs> four points is four points, especially, like I said, when you're missing as many forwards as the Avs are, you get – you. You know, you're going to take it. And uh, love the goal. Love the primary assist to Kadri, too. So, yeah. Um, it was just all a little bit different. And, you know, at McKinnon blowing the guy up on the goal is going to get all the play because it was right, you know, right before. But Landy started in the defensive zone, blowing somebody up to start the whole breakout. So, yeah. Uh, I like it when he does that and not punches guys in the face. <laughs> so. <laughs> Or that face off. That face off was brutal too. Yeah. Well, you know, don't fall. What are you? (laughs) Don't fall on the Landeskog stick. He blew somebody up in the first period too. Like I can't remember who it was. It was kind of out of camera. I mean, it was it was everybody tonight. We talked about this earlier, right? You had big hits from Jason Megna. (laughs) Kale McCarr was throwing the body around. The Avs just had a a physical aspect to their game in this one. Yeah, they have left them some Megna right now, don't they? Well. Look, it's Magna or McDermott, so which do you want? <laughs> Easy choice. <laughs> yeah. So that is what it is. Uh, I know you were you were tweeting about it during the game a little bit. Some of the abs, I've, I've taken to calling them the lost lines. Guys playing five, six minutes a night got pretty caved on the, the possession metrics. Yeah, so I didn't, I still didn't see the game against St. Louis, but it sounds like that fourth line was good against St. Louis. Tonight they were just the chaos you would expect with those three guys put together. <laughs> yeah. Like Jason Magna centering Jacob McDonald and Darren Helm. Helm you you kind of got what you would expect most nights tonight. Um, and the the Cout Comfort Joe's line pretty much did nothing. So it was the big guns and I will say I've I am pretty tough on Sample Ranta. I thought the first period was probably the best period I've seen him play in the NHL because um, he was doing a little bit of everything. What did you make of that line as a whole? The Avs, obviously, especially after Burakovsky <laughs> goes down, they're just throwing dudes together. You get Kadri, O'Connor, and Ranta. I thought when those three were together, that was their most consistent line from shift to shift. Um, <laughs> O'Connor has just kind of become Mr. Consistency at this point through eight games, but Ranta, I really liked him, and I've, I've liked Kadri pretty much all year, so 
really like that line for the most part tonight. All right. It's just a weird combination of players, but it's worked. With that fourth line not doing so much tonight, here and what go. you're yeah, and what you're seeing in the AHL, there's there's two names I'm gonna bring up. You've got to bring up Sherwood right now. Uh, do you? I know. I, I, I know, know. I know he's leading the AHL in scoring right he now. He is so leading it. If we're talking about earning it, he's probably earned it. And the other one. I mean, I'm assuming it's Newhook. Oh, obviously. I I would bring up Newhook, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I watch Sherwood play in the AHL, I'm like, this is an AHL player. <laughs> he is so selfish with the puck. I guess you can get like, away with that in the AHL like a little bit more. So. shots last night. Yeah. Take it one will go in. I mean, th- we know what this guy is. He'll come up for one game, look really good, and then just kind of fade away. That's why he's never <laughs> kind of done anything. Um, I feel like if you're going to – because Bednar kind of hinted at Newhook's not going to be down there much longer. It didn't sound like. Yeah, awesome. If you're missing Burakovsky now, potentially, day to day. If you're missing um, Berkey, I don't know how you don't bring up Newhook. Yeah. But. This is the perfect time to bring up Newhook and be like, let's give him a chance and play on a scoring line. Like, yep. we weren't going to do it at the start of the year. And, like, now there's this is your chance to give him in a, you know, a consistent spot in the top six and yeah. see what he does. Yep. Let's go. I'm let all the, for it. Let the new hook show begin. <laughs> yeah. uh, or put Jacob McDonald on the side. <laughs> well, I, I do want to talk about the defense a little bit. I see we got a couple super chats here relevant to that. So if we can uh, bring those up. Tommy says, Murray showed some quick transition offense, which was nice. AJ said it best. He's finally in a system that lets him showcase his, his offensive potential. He wasn't perfect tonight, but I thought it was another pretty solid game from Murray. Um, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or, or, or what, but you're starting to see him put, I guess, being in a system that he's starting to understand as a defenseman. What started the year as passes that were, uh, you hope they were within 10 feet of a guy, are starting <laughs> to click a little bit better for him. Yeah, I think he's starting to figure out the game a little bit with the, you know, with a little bit more time back there. So uh, I can't disagree with anything that you said. I mean, I thought I, you know, I haven't had any issue with him playing. Yeah. He's got a really good stick in the neutral zone. I think it's starting to show up more. All right. Trevor asks, who wins the Norris first, Makar or Byram? Because Byram is playing a hell of a two-way game. Uh, three games ago, I'd say Byram <laughs> looks better right now, but the last couple of games for Kale Makar have been like, okay, he's still Kale Makar. He's starting to feel <laughs> yeah. it a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. You can't I mean, keep that. You can't keep a good player down like that, right? He's had some bad games. Obviously, it looks like his uh, wrist on his left hand is very bandaged. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, he's figuring it out again. One of them's on the top power play unit, and one of them's not. That's for the Norris Trophy. That's all that really matters. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's putting up more points. Yeah. Uh, what a horrible argument to have. Which one gets one first on your team? Okay. Let's let's have a Calder conversation with Byron before we start having a Norris conversation there. A uh, little bit of a ways to go. Yeah. Then you got Devon. Wasn't Devon Taves like eighth and ninth, Norris I think, last year? Last year. Yeah. yeah. And he's time's, due to be back any day. So, <laughs> yeah. You got to be feeling good about the abs right now. What? Evan, I knew early in the season you were one of the proponents of saying, hey, look, Jack Johnson has earned the number six spot. 
Is that still the case, or do you think Murray's kind of worked his way back into it? Um, I would rather have Murray in right now because I think Johnson's warts are starting to show more and more. Um, That neutral zone pass that almost killed him was just brutal. And then on the penalty kill where Eric Johnson's, like, got a one leg. Has a broken foot, yeah. Jack Johnson had the chance to, like, get rid of that puck behind the net, and he just ate it. Like, he just ate the puck, and then they're stuck in their – they were stuck in their zone for at least – the full two minutes. So, Blaze um, is my witness. I said, just rim that as hard as you can, Jack. <laughs> I Murray seems like he's starting to kind of figure it out, whereas Jack Johnson might be going the other way. But we'll see. I could see them kind of swapping spots here and there. Yep. I, I look. I'm sure there'll be some level of rotation because Jared Bednar can't go five minutes without swapping his lines, <laughs> let alone an entire game. So. It, yeah, gonna be some inconsistency, but and let's be honest. At this point, the Avs have like eight forwards. They might go seven defensemen. They could. Yeah. They very well yeah. could. That's true. Um, is where do you sit on the Avs right now, Evan? They they're four and four, back to five hundred. Is this status quo? All is good in the world again, or is there still a lot of work to do for this team? <laughs> I've always felt like they're gonna be fine. It's just. They can't put a team out on the ice right now that, that <laughs> Nobody they really want to ice. Uh, it didn't matter the other night in St. Louis. They dominate them. But um, I'm in no way concerned. I think they're starting to kind of find their identity. Um, and really, it's, it's coming from that first pair, whereas Gerard McCarr was not working, and Byron McCarr just is go, 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 yeah. which is – how this team wants to play. So I think that kind of just gets things going for the rest of the team. Gerard back in the lineup tonight. Blaze, did you notice him much? Not really. Yeah, that's oh, kind of how I, I felt about it too. I already, I already wrote my grades that that was <laughs> kind of – that's and unfortunately that's a big upgrade on what we've seen most of the year. So I'll take it. Unnoticed is way better than noticed yeah, poorly. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, but I, look, I don't know. The Avs – Felt like they ended up cruising to a win in a game where they kind of got dominated for two periods. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have any criticism about the Avalanche right now, it's about closing out games. I mean, yeah. they they did it tonight, but they didn't do it in a healthy fashion. I wouldn't say, but on the other hand, you have to give it to them. They played it a wild team that is at the top of the conference, right? Yeah, they're second to St. Louis. I don't. Did St. Louis lose again tonight? I, I I'm don't not know. sure. I'm not sure, but I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta be feeling good about the abs right now. They, they took down two heavyweights, and yeah, let's it, go. This is these are the teams you expect the abs to beat at the start of the year, yeah. right? And and now they're doing it. We got a couple more super chats here. Kind of already answered this first one about the the Taze and Murray thing. The other one, uh, oh, that's the one we already answered also. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and we just happened to talk about that anyway, where we. I think everyone blaze you leaning towards Murray as well there. Absolutely. Right, right. now. Uh, were you a defensive defenseman or were you an offensive defenseman? I don't know. Uh, I, played, I, I played forward. Now that I'm older, I yeah. play defense now. <laughs> so, so as an adult, are, are you offensive or defensive defensive? Uh, I'm a definitely stay at home type of okay. guy now. All right. <laughs> Took one too many pucks to the face. and, and decided... uh, I mean, one too many pucks to the face and you're just getting out of the way of everything. <laughs> you know, I just kind of stand in there and hopefully it doesn't hit you in the face. And uh, every now and then I'll rush up the ice, but most of the time I'm stay at home. Okay. This is a new one. Yeah. 
Found the new one. Uh, why are we keeping Rambo, McDonald, Magna up when we have Maltsev, Newhook, Sherwood, and Bowers getting no NHL experience in Fort Collins? Uh, okay. So. Bowers is hurt again. Yeah. yeah. Bowers is hurt. Upper body. We Even if he wasn't, we don't need to have the conversation again of whatever it is the Avs want to see out of him. He's not doing clearly. Um, despite what we may think. I I do think his preseason kind of put him higher up the chart, but he literally has not he's what has he played one game this year? Yeah. I think it was like one. You, yeah. If you can't play, you can't get called up. Yeah. Um Maltsev, frankly looked terrible in his couple games of NHL opportunity. And you know, we kind of already talked about I think we would probably prefer to see New Hook up over or maybe some of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, the Ranta one is interesting. The Avs are giving him a proper opportunity in the NHL right now. And I, if you are saying, hey, look, let's give these kids opportunities. Sometimes you need to live with them giving one to the kid that you don't want. It, it's still an opportunity for the prospects, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I could see him going down and just getting a little bit more confidence in his game. There's a lot of pucks that are just kind of like thrown away from him where he, I, I, it, it almost looks like he's just trying to get rid of the puck so fast that, you know, it, it looks like his decision making is just not there. Yeah. You just have to wonder how, how do they see him, I guess. What's the long-term if they don't, if, sure. if they don't see him as like a big offensive guy, like do they really care if he goes down to the HL and – scores a bunch of points like are they just kind of developing him as like a just a guy to go out there and forecheck like that's kind of seems like what they've told him to do that's, at this point yeah but that's not his game really like he is like deadly when he gets in front of the net and you haven't seen him in front of the net much so i you know i wonder how much of that is his understanding of the game at nhl speed can yeah. he find the space yeah but it's look in a perfect world, the Avs would give opportunity to all of their prospects and they would all succeed. But at the end of the day, especially Bednar has talked about this a lot when it comes to the TOI on the team when a bunch of these guys are playing minimal minutes. The Avs put themselves in a hole early in the season where they need to win games to get back to 500 or, or higher, which they've done now. And if they're leading in games, that gives more opportunity to give more time to some of these guys. So... We're starting to see those things move in the direction where it's like, all right, maybe they can take more proper looks at some of these guys. But through the first eight games, there hasn't been a ton of that, really. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some of these decisions get made in game 10, game 15, something like that. Um, yeah, as, as far as the rest of those guys, we kind of talked about Sherwood a little bit already. Um, look, Sherwood, Megna, what you could... Rep- <laughs> Rotate all of those dudes through that spot, and they're yeah. all the quadruple A player that show up and probably don't hurt you too much, but don't do a whole lot. So, whatever works. I'd rather pretty see much I'd rather see a healthy Avs team where they're you know yeah I mean <laughs> there's a lot less of those decisions <laughs> being definitely, made. <laughs> definitely would be ideal if you're not down Miko and Berkey and Taves, <laughs> but. Look, Avs are working through it right now. Yep. Uh, you know, the hope is hopefully 
the injuries don't pile up any more than they already have. But I mean, it's it's trending in the right direction right now. Oh, yeah, the team looks significantly better than they did yeah. a week ago. Put it that way. Yeah. So, and Evan, you got any final thoughts on this one? We'll go to you first. Um, no, just like you said, they're working through it. Like they're kind of dealing with some stuff right now. I felt like, yeah, I don't know if I really talked about it. McKinnon really felt like he was starting to crank it up. So if he can start to figure it out, then that's really going to make all the difference because he's the engine up front. And if you're missing a million guys, we saw it a few years ago when he carried Calvert and Donskoy for like an entire month and put up two points per game. If he's going, then I'm not sure it really matters all that much what happens with the rest of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, every lineup, it's top down. If your best dudes are going, you just make the rest of it work <laughs> on most nights. So, it, get... I mean, when you're missing this guys, this many guys, it makes sense, but it doesn't feel like they've had a full 60-minute effort yet. Yeah. yeah. So, but... Like I said, when you're missing these many guys, that's not that surprising because there's just a lot of inconsistencies in the lineup, especially when guys just continue to leave mid-game and you're just tossing random yeah, dudes yeah. on the ice. Speaking of which, thank you, chat, for coming through with the quote there. On Berkey day-to-day, I think he just tweaked something. So it doesn't oh, sound hopefully. like anything too serious. But It looks like he went ass over ankles when yeah. <laughs> Johnson scored. On the like, I saw in the goal, yeah. just, falling over. I was like, the reverse toe hurt? pick. <laughs> Blaze, you got any final thoughts on this one? I'm going to go from the uh, back end All of right. the avalanche, okay. right? Like, um, if Starts Kemper... bottom up. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kemper looked uh, as advertised tonight, and if that's the trend that we're going to start seeing, I mean, if he's only allowing one goal on a on a power play, uh, get ready for some uh, fun avalanche hockey this year. Yeah. It, you don't need a banger offense when you can give up one goal a night. Yeah. Especially in the modern day NHL. If you're, if it's one goal, you're going to have a good season. Thank you for the super chat writer. Kadri gets one game suspension for not taking any penalties. <laughs> oh, in the beginning there too, when he started getting into it a little bit, there was the fight that broke out. Yeah. You're like, just stay away from that. What? <laughs> I, I did want to get, I guess both your takes. We kind of glossed over it earlier. You think the department of player safety should take a look at that hit on Byram? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I hope they don't think five minutes was enough. No, I mean, it. minimum a fine. Okay. I think that's the minimum just, that you see there. It's such a dangerous play. Yeah. Like especially if you are trying to get cross checking out, like you're trying to take that serious. Like that is probably the most dangerous place to do it. And that one wasn't like a bang bang in the corner, a guy turns his back to the play. Like that yeah. was numbers all the way. He saw Byram is actively tracking yeah, down a puck. Yeah. Like, like you can you can pull away from putting that guy through the boards there. Yeah. You, I mean, cross-check numbers, yep. three feet from the boards. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's the exact recipe for what not to do, right? Yep. Yep. By the precedent they've set this year, no doubt, it's got to be looked at. And, and, Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this dude I've never heard of probably has no history of suspensions <laughs> in the NHL. But, you know. There's a lot of guys I'd never heard of on their team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them can say they... Fought Nathan McKinnon now. 
Yeah. Isn't he the guy who scored? Like he dropped a stick and it just hit him in the leg and when oh, he the first NHL he's a goal. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's gonna get suspended. Yeah. Checking all the boxes. He's <laughs> also the guy that stepped on the puck uh, in warmups too on his uh, on his uh, first lap out there. <laughs> Hate to see it. All right. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go enjoy our Halloween party here at the DNVR bar. So you snooze, you lose on missing it. Hope uh, hope to see you all very, very soon. The ads are off for the next three days, but we will be live Monday at our normal time, 1.30 p.m. at Mountain. We hope to see you all there. For Blaze, Evan, I'm Rudo, and uh, we love you all very, very much. Thank you for the super chats. We will see you on the next one.